Please listen carefully. Welcome to the Rick and Dodd Show. Two dudes, a podcast, and some laughs. Prepare to be underwhelmed. And away we go. How far along are you in your uh, game of the year type stuff? Yes. So um, I have, I am pretty much done playing um, everything. I just played and beat a small indie title. Um, and it was one of the few things I did want to touch before I, I did that. So I've got my top three, my honorable mention. I've started working on the blog post. Okay. Um, or the article, uh, have you say, uh, you know. And uh, so that's going. Um, I was actually doing a little bit of that at work. Um, and yeah, so, I mean, that's coming along. I have an idea of where I want it to go. Um, I wanted to get it out before um, the video game award thing, but, you know, we'll see. Well, uh, ideally, it's since I have a three-day weekend this this weekend, um, ideally, it should be done probably over this weekend. So, so we'll be we good can, to go with that for next week. I believe so. Awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, because I have Friday, I have Friday, Saturday, Sunday off, celebrate my aunt's birthday and stuff. Because I wasn't able to uh, this weekend. Uh, we're all doing that um, next weekend, so that's Saturday. But Friday I have all day, so that means I can go and watch Star Wars. Um, maybe wander around the theater and watch another movie. Um, get day drunk. What what day are you seeing Star Wars then? Uh, it comes out on Friday, doesn't it? Yeah, it comes out on Friday. Yeah, so I'm just gonna go Friday in like the middle of the afternoon. Okay, that's what we've got. Um, we had <laughs> tickets for Friday actually at three o'clock. You know, you laugh, but that's when I I got tickets originally. Um, but <clears throat> something came up and we've got to reschedule. Uh, and so I ended up getting tickets for Saturday morning at nine thirty in the morning. Ooh. Um, so, you know, I'm just going in my pajamas, which is going to be awesome. Um, but at the same time, the, I was, I was looking for other tickets like later at night. Like if I could find something Thursday night, um, if I could find something else on Friday and that's the good and bad thing of kind of like how all the theaters are now is where they're all like, uh, or as far as some of them, um, where they're the big thing now is the reserve seating and all of that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. so the majority of them that were still quote unquote tickets available, they had like one ticket here or there. Um, but all of the reserved seats were, were essentially sold. But, uh, the one that <clears throat> for Saturday morning, um, that, you know, wide open nobody really bought tickets for that but tickets were only 650 so i was Ooh. like uh hell yeah i don't mind going to the going to uh there in you know my pajamas for 650 i mean hell the movie theater that we're going to like that's usually like you pay more for that for validated parking um yeah and so I, I'm like, okay, sure, sign me up. And then so like I didn't want to wait too long because then I know social media is going to be a pain in the ass. Um, and this kind of leads into one of my other points. But there's going to be people like jumping on social media saying it's horrible. Um, it's it's just like pick a movie or it's like they they shat it up like episodes one, two, and three. It's going to be the same thing as seven or it's it's the same thing as Empire. Blah blah blah. Or like Luke is stupid. He shouldn't be making these decisions or whatever. So like I wanted to to see it for myself before everybody else just started coming up being a contrarian and wanted to, to you know shit on star wars because it's cool um and <laughs> if it's good say if if it's a beat for beat remake for episode of episode five i'm okay with that that's like the best movie in the series yeah uh, that was a lot of my <laughs> my points in in 2015 when people were uh taking to kind of social media and just you know shitting on episode seven 
they they've seen it three times, but yet they they still say it's like horrible or it's bad or like it's it's you know remake or rehashed or unoriginal and stuff like that. And so like I, I had a, a lot of discussion points of like, okay, well you've seen it three times, so what's the point of that? Um, or like it's still like I, I if I recall, I think it was like the quickest movie to a billion dollars worldwide or something like that. Um, no, I mean, granted that was something where, uh, it was left where, you know, generally audiences were waiting for a, a very, um, or a higher quality star Wars kind of Canon, uh, film since the, the original prequels. But I mean, there's a lot there where, you know, that goes to it where people were just kind of shitting on it just to, to kind of be countercultural or contrarian and trying to be cool. Um, and so I, I wanted to avoid that this time and, and just see it uh, before it, you know, we got, you know, 48 hours into the technical release since, you know, there are shows available on, uh, on Thursday night. Um, but I, I'm looking forward to it. I haven't, I've only caught some trailers here and there. Um, I've started rereading some other stuff and actually this weekend, um, TBS or TNT, one of the, the Turner channels was running a Star Wars. I think it's TNT was running Star Wars marathons. Um, so last night I watched the end of uh, episode three um, and caught a couple uh, like one liners that I really didn't put much credence into at the time I watched it. But now that it makes more sense in, in everything. Um, when I was at the gym earlier today, I was mainly watching the Eagles game when I was running it on the elliptical and stuff. Um, but they had on one of the other channels, which are TVs, which I guess is like it may be broken because it never leaves TNT. So like when I'm at the gym at like six in the morning, sometimes like Charmed is on. But so this is like the one TV that is like permanently TNT. Um, so then like Empire Strikes Back was on this afternoon. And I think actually looking at the time right now, like Jedi's on and everything. Um, so if that's still running after we record here. Um, I'll go and uh, settle down with some of the apple pie fudge we bought earlier and uh, watch some watch some of that. Yeah, that sounds good. I uh, I actually really enjoyed Seven to the point where I actually own it on Blu-ray. Um, yeah, because I, cause I, I actually because I actually bought it uh, while I was out uh, uh, yard. Uh, it was a day I went yard selling, and I bought ended up buying an Atari flashback unit, and then bought the episode seven. And I'm like, I just bought an Atari and ep- and uh and Star in a Star Wars movie. What year am I in? Yeah, right exactly. Now? <laughs> Um, so yeah, no, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I just, I didn't realize that I would end up having Friday off. Um, but so I've got it off. Uh, I'll be, it'll be good to go and get it out of the way. I might see another movie while I'm there. Uh, just depending on how crowded the theater is. What, one of the things that I absolutely love in life is just going to the movie theater and it being empty. Uh, I know I'm not going to completely get that because I'm probably going to be in there with other geriatric idiots like myself. I mean, that's and, uh, one of my favorite things in life is going there and like being like one of a few people in the movie yeah. theater. Yeah. I, uh, so depending on how early I can get out of bed and, and go, um, we'll see, uh, you know, we'll see if we actually are able to catch another movie. Um, also like the ticket prices kill me too. Like, so you're talking to somebody who loves going to the movie theater. I that was one of the few like special things I did as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know we didn't we didn't go to Disney World. We didn't go to fucking amusement parks, anything like that. Like if we did something, we would go to the movie theater. Um, and we didn't go often. 
you know, and, and my mom's taste in movies wasn't great. But, um, you know, because one of the first movies I ever saw in theaters was Jingle All the Way. Okay. Uh, right? Yeah. So I think we've talked about that before, but... Um, yeah, so I remember going and going to the movies a few times and and seeing that. Um, but um, yeah, so um, you know, ticket prices—it's tough. Like these theaters down here, I think I'm paying like eleven dollars now um, for like a a, sh- a, a, a Friday show because they're like we don't do they're like uh, we don't do student discounts. Because uh, some of us actually just graduated two years ago and have a fresh student ID. Mm-hmm. What's up? And uh, <laughs> well, technically, I think my uh, my student ID um, is still valid because I graduated in two thousand five, but it didn't have an expiration date. It was just a student, yeah. so uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I was using that, you know, in North Carolina. Well, after that, and up until recently, when I lost it. So, <laughs> so um, I've got uh, so. They don't do the discounts. They don't do reduced price for like matinee prices on Fridays. Like it's, they take all the fun things about the theater to make it seem like special. And that's gone away now. Mm-hmm. Like there's two theaters. There's a theater that we went to when we went to see a uh, central intelligence. Intelli- yeah. Um, and then there's another theater in Holly Springs. And honestly, like, Oh, that one did open, didn't it? I, I completely yeah. forgot about that one. Yeah. Neither one feels like I liked neither one of them felt like a special theater, if that makes any sense. Like what, uh, what is the, what's, is the one at Holly Spring a chain or is it like one of the major ones or is it like one of the new, like off brand ones or something? It's, oh, I want to say, I think it's at AMC. Okay. Um, because they have the reclining dining thing now. Yep. Um, but the shit, the, 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 like, when they when those first started about like you would have like big recliners and like that these are just like nicer airplane seats. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's what I imagine first class seats would be like. Um, because I've never been past the the partition. Okay. Um, <laughs> can, excuse me, ma'am. Can I see the cockpit, please? It's, it's I'm one of those Make a Wish kids, and the air marshal's like, "Shut up and sit down." And you're like, "Okay." Um. But and you're like, what planes do you fly? So, um, yeah. So it it doesn't feel like a really uh, special or exciting um, thing where you know the theater in you probably never went to when you were down here. But there was a theater down uh, in down in Garner that really like had a really nice feel to it. They weren't reclining seats, but all that they were like uh, really deep stadium seats. Mm-hmm. Um. And they were very nice, and like, um, it felt like you felt like you were doing something when you went there. Like to these other ones, like, it's the the balance isn't quite the balance isn't quite there for me. Um, I like the dining theater better than the other theater that we went to because I've seen a couple movies there, and I think oh god because we weren't doing the podcast then, but uh, I, I went to see Deadpool with my roommate a while ago when that about like a month after that came out. And the theater was kind of packed. And there was somebody who was laughing at every single joke in the movie mm-hmm. five five seconds before the punchline went off. So it would be like, <laughs> just like fucking rolling down from the top of the top of the theater. And then like the punchline. And you're like, well, well, I, I well, I, you, you figured there was a punchline coming anyway, yeah. but 
like you know thanks for ruining it dick yeah but like and i felt bad because she seemed like she like the, there was a woman and she felt like she it seemed like she was just really enjoying herself so i felt like super i felt like kind of an asshole to be like hey hey you stop it quiet up top <laughs> yeah yeah um but you know so in that theater that theater is always overly busy for what it should be too so i um well, that's what like you're you're talking about like them taking the fun out of things and everything. The like as soon as I saw the the tickets on um on uh for Saturday morning for six fifty, I was like, okay, I'll bite. Like uh, I know we'll we'll be able to make it work one way or another. Um, but like comparing that to some of the other tickets that we had or that we were looking at, I mean, legitimately, it was another AMC. It's um, one downtown, but it's the full dining experience where we're essentially getting that Saturday morning. Um, so, you know, I'm hoping they have pancakes, um, but uh, <clears throat> I'll, I'll bring my, my maple syrup. But uh, uh, I mean, the tickets for like a, a night show at this other theater are $17 um, compared to six fifty, And so it's like, why am I go- like I'm going to be going into basically the same seats like you? They're advertising them as like the recliners and all that stuff, but 100% they're just going to be like fancy, like more cushy seats, but they're not going to be big, oversized, overstuffed or anything. Um, yeah. Just essentially because it's one that's downtown and all that stuff. And so it's like I'm seeing the same movie for $18 or $6. So yeah, I'll take the $6 one and you know make myself comfortable and then we can go out to lunch or something afterwards. Um, but it, it just seemed like they're there's such a disparity there where it seems like it's such a slog to get to the movies. Um, and to, to, you know, it's, if you're buying stuff online, there's convenience fees and all of this stuff where it just seems like, um, they're just nickel and diming you just to get to the movie. So there's a ton of movies that are coming out this, this winter that I don't know how many I'm going to see. Like, I still want to see murder in the Orient express. Um, Mm -hmm. and then there's like, Pitch Perfect 3 is coming out. There's one where, depending on how uh, insane I, I get, I may go see Father Figures if I need like a, a, a mental break. Um, and and so there's there's a couple other movies that, that seem interesting, but they seem a hell of a lot more interesting for six fifty a pop as opposed to you know eighteen a pop. So yeah, like and see that's my thing too. Is I said like I like. As I've gotten older, I've like really, really liked I like I really like movies. And which I never really thought of myself as a cinemaphile, you know, growing up, but like it's one of those you ever know how you can like you, you do something as an like as an adult that like you know is one of those things that you feel is unique to like unique to adulthood. Like being able to watch being able to go to the movies whenever i want is like nuts yeah you know I mean, like, it's like the best feeling in the world it's like two o'clock on a tuesday i'm just gonna go catch a movie yeah like and it's one of those things and it's it's one of those things where it's like you know if i'm going to the movies you know um there's about a 40 percent chance that i'm going to a movie that i'm not paying for um you know, hashtag rough night, hashtag <laughs> Scar Joe, what'd you do to me? Um, hashtag, can we not have, who's, I don't even remember. I've just blocked that out. I've blocked that entire movie out. Uh, Kate <laughs> McKinnon was the one like doing like an Australian accent, I think, in that movie. Oh, uh, yeah. Why do I feel like Melissa McCarthy was in that movie, too? The only one I've gotten uh, your type of passes for was a long time ago, but it was the original um, Hot Tub Time Machine. 
So that oh, was wow. that was an awesome. <laughs> that was one that I uh, saw over at uh, the Raleigh Grand over on uh, you know over near Briar Creek area. I've actually got passes for the Shape of Water, um, and I'm de- I, they think they're for tomorrow. I'm debating whether or not if I'm going to go. Um, I just don't know. I just don't know if I want to like if I don't want to go. Like, I don't know. We'll see. It's a Del Toro film, mm-hmm. and <sighs> I don't know if it's actually. I don't know. The last Del Toro film I remember is was it Lady in Red or something like that? Um, but it was I like the so. Victorian Gothic horror one. Like we were at Comic Con, and it was one of the panels was before one of the other ones we were going into. Um, and I mean, w- what we saw of the movie looked looked pretty interesting and pretty scary, and like it looked looked definitely like something that's watchable. I don't know about like run out, see in the movies, but then like it went, came out, disappeared. And then, I mean, now I guess he's got another one. So I don't know. I, I guess it wasn't last year. It must've been the year before last. So. Yeah. Like it's, uh, you know, I, it's, it's tough for me on, on, on work, work days too. If like the movie, like I have to be like really, like I have to be really excited to see it. Oh, uh, you know to drive 45 minutes to go see it um and that's the big thing too is that the i'm moving i'm slowly like working further and further away from the the places mm-hmm. <laughs> where they're because they're all in raleigh they're none you know they're not happening in a place that i can get to um but no i'm you know i'll, I'll we'll see how i feel tomorrow because i'm probably gonna end up having to go by myself um that's that's one of the things too is that like I don't mind going to the movies by myself. I like it, but I have to be in the mood for it. Yep. Um, you know, it's one of those things. Because if I want to, if I watch a movie by myself, like honestly, the the most fun I've had watching a movie in recent memory is the Psych movie. Yeah, that's when I uh, were, were, was that that was Thursday night. Yeah, so I was actually I was yeah. uh, down traveling for work, um, and then I I was going to um, I was going to watch it when I was there. But I had the kind of the world's worst, uh, world's shittiest like hotel TV. Um, so I, I was channel surfing, but I <laughs> I couldn't turn the volume down. If I hit the volume down button, it ended up turning the TV off. Um, so that didn't work well. Oh. Um, so uh, so that and then I was like trying to trying to figure out what um what time i needed to watch stuff and so i i was at first gonna watch arrow and then that ended up being like an hour too late um since i'm horrible with time zones um and then uh i was gonna watch the replay for uh the psych movie but then i ended up watching like the football game and falling asleep and then so i was like i'll oh, screw it but I, I i taped it here so that's one of the things i'm going to catch up on this week yeah yeah it was enjoyable if you enjoyed psych you'll enjoy the movie nice um I mean, pretty much, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah, like, I, um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, wish it came out, a, yeah, I guess a year or two, or, I think it's like ended, what, last year? Uh, I want to say two years ago. Two years? Yeah. But, yeah, so, I mean, it wasn't too bad, but that was, that was fun, just uh, going down memory lane, um, because I don't think there's a way to watch Psych right now without buying it. No, and that's um, one of the things that annoyed me because when I heard them coming out with the movie, which obviously it could be, that's probably why, um, not, you know, from the, the people that created it, but the people that own the license and everything. Uh, but like when they said they were coming out with the movie, I was like, oh, I should get Amanda to watch this because we have some friends who, um, like, both the, the husband and wife really love it. Um, and they said, like, that would be one Amanda would get into um, since, you know, she loves SVU and can <laughs> literally watch every episode of SVU from uh, 6 a.m. to. 9 p.m. Um, 
it would be uh, uh, something that would be very similar where it's, you know, a lot of SVU style whodunit, but uh, a lot, you know, lighter tone uh, and a lot more uh, comical in nature. So, um, so that was, uh, that was one I was bummed about too. Cause again, it's, you know, a good number, a good number of seasons and it's not one I want to pay like 20 bucks a season for. Yeah. I don't think honestly, like I like psych, I watched the entire, I've watched it all, um, about a year ago. Um, I don't even think it's like eight seasons. Yeah, exactly. It's not a $200 show. Like, you know what I mean? Like, or one sixty for those of you that are math sticklers. I like to round. Um, but it's not a $200 show in the same way that I, cause I've been watching castle. Um, and castle is not a $200 show, $200 show either. Um, at least from my, at least from my experience dealing with it. Um, like it shows enjoyable, but it's not, not two hundred dollars, and that's the thing. It's like you you have access to all these streaming services, and then all the stuff you actually want to watch goes away. Um, like I, Netflix just lost "It's Always Sunny." I'm not a big "Always Sunny" fan, but it's it loses like another thing, um, you know, that comes back to what we were talking about last week, where Netflix is really on the fence. It's you know, Netflix stuff. Like, I want less Adam Sandler movies, and I want more sitcoms that I can enjoy. Yeah, that's what I mean. Right now, the the only reason I'm holding on to Hulu is, um, sp- I mean, it's specifically Runaways. Um, and then, I mean, now, but with Netflix getting rid of It's Always Sunny, I mean, that's where it, the only place it's available is on is on Hulu. Um, yeah. And I mean, there's there may be a couple other pieces there, but like the majority of the stuff on Hulu, I would rather just like there's nothing on Hulu that I watch that's not on that that's not kind of active on air. So that I could watch mm. from the like the original DVR primary list. streaming service or, or yeah DVR list, um, and so like I mean that was a good thing about Hulu is like you could catch all the CW shows in order any, any number of weeks back, but then now they uh, those they made the deal with Netflix, so they're there and they're only on the CW app, so I just watch it there. Um, and I mean I guess the only other thing that I would say is that is um, this is us, but then we just catch that on the DVR, um, so it's nothing fancy there. Um, so there's yeah, just nothing like, that I'm looking forward to, to kind of keeping on that. And well, similar to that, like I just went ahead and I think I canceled my Xbox gold, Xbox live gold, whatever version of that is, since I don't really do much with it. And like, they keep adding like more base features into it. So like, I don't really play any of the games you get with gold. So just like, that's another 10 bucks a month. I don't really need. Um, and then, so just looking at all the other streaming services that we have, like, I just want to keep the ones that we watch or actively use. And there's a lot mm-hmm. that are definitely on the fence. Like right now, if we didn't watch, um, Netflix up comedy, all, like every night, like when we go to sleep, um, like that's probably one of the main reasons to keep Netflix. There's like, obviously like the Marvel stuff on there is good too. Um, but like, for the majority of the streaming content that we pay for, like I would be fine with canceling that and then just watching like all the shit that WWE network has. Like there's hundreds or thousands of hours of content there that I could, you know, relive everything I watched growing up and be perfectly happy and not really care about any of the other new stuff that, uh, you know, everybody is is going for. Cause there's tons of Hulu originals. Um, and the only, they're all bad. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like I watched 11, 22, 63 and that was like, when I knew that they were doing it, all that stuff. And then like I, after I watched it, I was like, 
oh, okay. Like I, I felt good about reading the book. I, I listened to the, the, um, the audio book when we were driving out here from North Carolina. So that was, you know, a good chunk of 14 hours, um, and everything. But then like after that one, I was just like, Hmm, okay. That was an interesting retelling of a book. I just read like there was like no difference between it. Um, but then like, there's still like a handful of Hulu specials that I keep seeing advertisements for. I'm like, I've never heard of this. Like I know people that are in it. I've never seen it like on their IMDB credits. Um, I like, and there's like people that are like, they're, um, basically like hiding out on Hulu. Uh, so like, I don't know like what else they're doing there, but uh, if there's another way to get, um, runaways in the future, like I'll do that, but you know, get the DVDs or something just to hold on to it. But, um, or Blu-ray at this point. Um, but the, the rest of it just seems like they're really stretching themselves thin. Yeah. It's funny. It's, they're going to drive people back to cable. Mm-hmm. Um, or what's going to happen is that every, people are just going to give up on cable and I can see that happening too. Um, you know, I, what sucks. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm old school. I enjoy cable. Um, you know, there are some folks that don't, but I've, I enjoy it. Um, and, uh, I don't know. I don't know. The, um, I get more use out of the HBO. Um, I have not seen, a positive to Amazon Prime yet. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I have. Well, you're around. using the uh, the Fire Stick, right, to to watch yeah. all this stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. I I think the downside there of the Fire Stick is a very big because um, that's that's what we have in the bedroom is a is a Fire TV. Um, and I have a fire stick, although I don't remember where it is. I don't know if it's in the drawer sitting next to me or if I gave it to my mom to use. So that's neither here nor there, but I just think about that about once a week and I never rectify where it actually is. Um, <laughs> but the, the problem with, with the, the prime movies and prime TV and stuff is the, the way you find prime content on the fire stick is just, is different than like going into an app and, like getting the content there. Like they, in my opinion, like they think that, or whoever's designing that thinks that like integrating that into like the HUD makes it easier to find, which for me just makes it more difficult to find because you can't like sort by genre. It's more difficult to search. Um, you can't like navigate or browse. So like you have to like know exactly what you're looking for. Um, when you're like navigating the, the fire and the fire TV or fire TV stick interface. Um, and I just can't find the majority of the stuff that I want there. So I don't end up actually doing anything with it. (laughs) Yeah. I, uh, so I have a, I have a dot, so they're both connected. So I just yell at the dot, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm like, I'll be sitting there and I'll be like, you know, I'll be sitting there and be like, Alexis, I'll be like, Alexa, start Netflix. And it's like, filling from Amazon Fire Stick. And I'm like, cool. And then, like, I puts around with... Oh, whoops. No, stop. Don't. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. I love it. <laughs> and, uh... And, um... So, like, I'll just do that, and I'll, and I'll mess with it that way, and then you can control some of the rudimentary, like, uh, features. You can tell it to pause, uh, stop, you know, or play. And it works well enough like so i actually don't have to fight with the 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 interface no you are absolutely right the interface on that is trash like it looks nice but it's not easy finding anything so um matter of fact i was watching uh funimation last night and 
I was watching some uh, stream, streaming some anime because I pay for that. I'm like, well, why not? <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, you know, I, trying to find it on the thing, it was just easier to yell at the dot to tell it to do it uh, instead of trying to actually find it. But with that, I mean, since I can just do that and I, you know, I only live with one other person and we don't share, you know, I just have my roommate. So it's like we don't share a bedroom. There's no <laughs> like. You know, I just look crazy talking to myself, but nobody's here to see it, so it's fine. Um, What's well, so we've yeah. watched uh, the majority of stand up comedy that's on Netflix. Um, yeah, probably. You know, I, I've ended up even watching um, like some that are majority like Spanish language, just because like I know of the comedian um, or like I, I've heard um, really good things about it and stuff like that. Uh, and so like, th- there's a good majority of stuff that we I've watched on there that like, I would never otherwise like think I'm going to watch. So like stand up comedy is right in our wheelhouse. Like we, we are a prime household as well. So we have that and everything. So I've probably been able to find two comedy specials on the fire and actually watch them. Um, oh, uh, and so like that, that was, that was it. Like one of them was a guy I never heard of. And then one, but I watched it was pretty good. And then one was another comic that I, I knew of, um, and we'd actually seen before and, and watched that. But uh, again, like there's a lot there um, that like if, if somebody is on another streaming service doing that, like 24 seven, you would think that they should be able to find it relatively easily in the fire in the fire interface, but no, it's just horrible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that does happen. Um, speaking of things that are horrible, um, I have already started to get a jump on next year. This is a game of the year article. I uh, there is the Monster Hunter World the beta that is live, um, and uh, shocking no one, uh, my opinions about Monster Hunter have not been changed by this game. Okay. Um, still just not great. Um, still hard for me to see the draw of it. Um, and like the game. The game doesn't look good. Um, it's really slow. Um, and I, I, not a day one purchase. Um, but so we know we're, we're that's one of the big releases in Q Q one, or I guess it would be Q four. I think I think quarters go four one two three, I think. But um, it's one of the bigger releases at the beginning of the year. But we're staying we're staying on track. We're steamrolling this insane new gameage uh from this year it's so far it's rolling into next year um what is so we'll the i mean what's the what type of game is monster hunter because i know oh. of it but like it, it's not one that i've ever dug into i haven't played i don't think ever uh, but it's one like i know of or it kind of has been in many circles so uh, I find Monster Hunting so boring. Monster Hunter so boring. It's putting me to sleep. Yep. No. Um. Jk. Jk. Um. I don't want to get like angry mail, like a like a burning copy of Monster Hunter on my doorstep. Um. <laughs> so Monster Hunter basically uh, comes down to it's it's sort of hard to explain, but it's like basically you basically fight these giant monsters, and like you hunt them, and then. You there's like weapon management and gear creation and that kind of thing. So it's like boss fights that are just boss. It's like 
one of those games that's just like a series of boss fights. And each boss is a monster that you have to find and track down. Okay. So it's it's a very Japanese game. Um, but I, I there's very little appeal to me because if I play a game in a boss, like, I shouldn't have to... Could you imagine playing, like, Final Fantasy VII and Sethoroth wasn't in a set place? Like, it was just, he was just where you had to find him somewhere? Yeah, he's just wandering around the level. Yeah, like... And, and it's, it's funny random. you bring yeah. that up because that's one of the ones I wanted to talk about today, too, but we'll get to that after this. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, it's just... You shouldn't have to track down... You shouldn't have to track down bosses. You should be able just to be able to fight the boss whenever you need to fight the boss. Um, now, if you go and dis- to discover the boss, that's different. But it could be in a random place. Like I played the demo. I played so that all the experiences are timed. Mm-hmm. And I played the demo and literally could not find the boss after wandering. I timed out of the the beta for it because I just could not find the boss, and I went all over the map looking for it. Like that's not fun. Yeah, that's just that's a waste of time. Yeah, and you know, and uh, somebody, you know, uh, I had a buddy with me, and he played, and uh, he was able to find the boss, but it was like fifteen minutes in, and it was at a, it was a place that I had been. So it's like, what's the fun of that? So, like, I mean, are they are they random spawns, or or is it like time periodic spawns? They're random. They're I like think they a I, true one hundred percent random number generator spawns. I think so. And where the area it, where they spawn in the area is completely random. But I mean, to to me, that is like the perfect Japanese gameplay style. Yeah. Where the I mean, it's it's not something that is you know unsurprising as opposed to other games there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's right up there. With, it's right up there with dating sims. Oh well, that I mean, when when you said that, like I mean, it, it ended up coming to mind of of some of the other games out there. Like I mean, The Sims are like even like in some MMOs and other games where like legitimately like you have to do stuff every day, and it like it just becomes work to do the game as opposed to being fun. And I'm like, well, like why the fuck am I trying to like have like three separate like actual existences here? Like if I need to like log in and do stuff, everything here just to stay alive. I'm like shit, like. I need to do stuff in my in, in actual life to stay alive. So, like, why am I going to be doing this in the game? And so that's like the majority of. Um, I I don't know if it's kind of a um, we've just run out of ideas. If it's general laziness, um, but there's a lot there that I'm just like, yeah, there's. This is another reason why I don't play games because there's just there's just too much work to stay involved, and I think a lot of that changes now to like the the free to play model, um, where the mm-hmm. game economies are built on just keeping you engaged and keeping you like sucked into the game the entire time, um, and then so it just ends up being where they need you to play more, and so the only way to do that is either pay money or put more time into it, and so I just both of which like if you sell me a game outright that you're putting time into to make i'll gladly pay the 60 bucks and you know go for it um but otherwise like i'm not going to because i just don't give a shit because um like i i'm not going to just put put time into it just so you can get like an active user and then try to suck me into getting coins or gold or whatever your your (laughs) currency is rick buy loot boxes yeah (laughs) i uh 
Yeah, no, it, that's actually been, and this has been the biggest surprise of um, this year for me buying new games is because, you know, I, I don't. I have, a, I have a thousand games that, you know, circa 2000, you know, yep. <laughs> be, maybe for 2000. And, and uh, this, I am pleasantly surprised that this was, this year was basically returned to form for a lot of Japanese developers. And I've played at least 16 games that were at least 16, 17 games, not relying on DLC, single player story, um, you know, into that. It was, it was fantastic. It was absolutely nice experience you know i'm not somebody who's i don't have the time for loot boxes i don't have the time for mmo grinding i've never understood it i've never gotten into it um because it just it's kind of boring to me um i mean there's a time when i loved it doing it with star wars the old republic but like i got in from the, the from day one so like every change to the system i understood every change to the economy understood like i was at the forefront of it but then like if when I started traveling for work a lot, like, and I fell behind, like there was just way too much shit to catch up and like the dailies and all of this stuff. And I just, there was way too many different types of like uh, types of currency. And then like, it just, it made no sense. And so again, for me, like that's where like, I, I hate, I, I like the grinding in the aspect of games where I'm paying for a full game. Like I'll grind the shit out of final fantasy seven, final fantasy 10, 13, 15, whatever. Um, but I'm not going to grind like an MMO just to basically like the, offset like you want me in the game to be an active user so that you can use that to offset your server costs and all this bullshit and so like that just doesn't make sense to me yep yep it's you know it it just comes down to to that and i mean some of the games this year like the three games um that i've played uh for the you know the game of the you know for our the three best games that i would shout out um i mean just just absolutely interesting to remind you why playing games are fun mm-hmm. and the different things that you can do with with games um i am i am actually one of those proponents where um i am a proponent of the video games as art kind of thing depending on the game and and depending on how that's um uh, can be done no, Modern well, day, i definitely agree i mean they're they're a storytelling yeah. medium they're interactive they're engaging um, and so there's, there's some that there, there's definitely a different way of, of interacting and, in, you know, a visual arts or just like the popular arts, um, not something maybe such as flappy bird, but, you know, obviously all of the, <laughs> the, the JRPGs or even super Mario odyssey and stuff like that. It just, it's another, it's another kind of form of storytelling that is, is definitely an art form. Yeah. And, you know, it's, I mean, it was, it was a nice return to that um you know and it's been tough honestly like these last you know these last seven years as a gamer has been really tough because you know we dealt with the onslaught of um of shooters first person shooters you mean a call of duty every three weeks oh oh well, I mean, I, I was happy playing Call of Duty like when I lived in North Carolina and our neighbors played it. And so we'd hop on and like you could hear us yelling like between houses when we were still playing and, and shooting each other. Um, but like in Call of Duty, like I never had a kill death ratio. I always had a death kill ratio. Um, so like I was the one running out in the middle of shit dying. So everybody else knew where to shoot everybody else. So like I was the guy like exposing the snipers. Um 
So like, or, you know, the, the, the Tom Cruise character in, you know, live, die, repeat type thing. Um, so like I, I was, I'd be perfectly fine playing them. I'm horrible in it. Um, and like, even growing up, like I was out of like probably the six guys that always hung out on the weekends and played magic in, in our friend's basement and, and played video games. Like I was legitimately like fifth or sixth in golden eye, like every match, um, and so, like, unless there was, like, some miracle where, like, I was able to get, like, the golden gun and went on, like, a killing spree, like, I was legitimately, like, dead last all the time. So, like, I, I suck at memorizing maps. Like, I, I suck at angles. I suck at, like, quick shooting. Um, and so, like, like first-person shooters are just, like, the the worst possible game, like, I could ever imagine to play. Yeah, like, um, you know, I, I used to play them a lot when I was a teenager, but I kind of just grew out of them. Um, and also honestly, because the one that I played was Halo and without, you know, a community of friends to play that you're, it, you, it's, it's tough to keep up your interest in it. Um, and, uh, what made it worse is that, uh, I really, I just really kind of fell out of games. I remember playing, it was 2000. Oh, shoot. 2012, 2000, 2000, anyway, between 2011 and 2013, I played um, a few games that really just put me off to modern games. Mm -hmm. Um, One of them being Bioshock Infinite. Okay. Um, The reason was is because there was a lot of padding in that game. And repetition of things. I don't know if you've played it, but you know, keep it spoiler free. Um, I, I know of it, but it, it's not one yeah. I, I've jumped into. Like, I have other friends who are big into it, or even like, um, uh, I'm pretty sure like they were big like Bioshock Infinite fans, but it's not one that I've ever jumped into in depth. Like, I, I think uh, uh, Zach was one that uh, like he liked one and two, but I don't think he did Infinite or something like that. Yeah, like one and two are fine, and they're good games. Infinite really disappointing so that there was that there was duke nukem forever i played and beat what is it x-men destiny duke nukem forever and another game i can't remember what it was but like i did that all within a relatively short time frame of like two two or three days because i didn't have anything else to do and like they all left me really it left me really disappointed Mm-hmm. Um, and granted, I wasn't obviously playing the best games, but the thing is, is that you should be able to go to. My thing is, is that you should be able to go to someplace, pick up a game, and have a good experience with it. Absolutely. If you walk, you know, you walk into GameStop, you should be able to pick something up and not feel like you got ripped off. Exactly. And that's been that's been a big issue. People talk about all the shit about GameStop. Okay, first of all, I'm not I'm not a defender of GameStop. They have some pretty shitty business practices on stuff, and their pay rates for stuff should be higher. Okay. But in their defense, the reason that all those games you get end up trading in for sh- for peanuts is because the games aren't good. It's a, it's it's like people seem to have this hard this i this weird idea that, you know, price retention, but don't understand how markets work. You're not going to pay top dollar for games that aren't good. Mm-hmm. Like, as a matter of fact, one of the things I know you want to talk about Final Fantasy VII, but wh- I'm looking at one of the things right here. Um, I've got uh, GameStop has a four for twenty deal. If you're an Elite Pro, um, 
it's four ten dollar games for sixteen dollars. Okay. So that's like four bucks a game. If that's what you're putting into it, you're getting you're having a good time. I'm looking right here. You've got Cave Story 3D on the 3DS. You get four games. That's four dot. That's four. That's four dollars for me. Cave Story. Cave Story is a four dollar a game. That is. That's a good experience. Now, if I was to go in and buy that game at forty dollars, I might not be as happy. You know, but like that's the thing. Though it's just like the. Bad games and overabundance of bad games means they're all not worth anything because nobody wants to buy them. And, and that's where it, it's that's kind of the double edged sword of being the kind of creator's market out there, where you have the ability yep. to put stuff out there like uh, direct to the players on on Steam or Xbox uh, Arcade uh, and some of those things, where you don't have the kind of the hindrance of uh, the studios. Uh, and all of this stuff or, you know, having the possibility of a, uh, you know, a, a big backlash like the, the Battlefront 2 stuff. Um, but you also have the ability just to be able to get a lot of crap out there directly quicker um, straight to the um, you're basically like putting the guaranteed box of shit quoting Tommy boy into the hands of the, the players much quicker. Um, and yep. so like, and so people get burned, burned from that and they get you know tired of it and just go away. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's a big that game's ten bucks. Um Yeah, so I mean it's a it's a it's a real big it's a real big crappy place to put people in. And you know, it's I mean there are times I would go to a GameStop, they go, um, you know I mean this year has been insane. And, like, next year is shaping up to actually, we'll see how it goes, but, you know, I've already got a pre-order in for next year, which, you know, I, I, only reason I'm doing it is because I know it's going to be a pain in the ass to get, um, but they're, they're releasing the remake of Secret of Mana and Physical. Oh, nice. That's awesome. On, on physical media for the PS4, um, and it's only, exclu- it's lim- it's a limited print run, and it's only available through GameStop. Sweet. So, so I was like, oh, well, let me go and pre-order this. The guy's like, there's going to be a ton. You shouldn't, you have to worry about pre-ordering this. And I'm like, dude, let me just fucking pre-order this so yeah. I can be done with it. <laughs> um, but you know, it's so, you know, it's, you know, good games make it easier for folks to, to, to get excited about it. And the fact of your testosterone filled, first-person shooters and dark and grays don't get people excited about gaming anymore because the game gamers change and it's becoming a much more inclusive hobby than it used to be um you know the stuff that i play now compared to what i play back when i was a kid kind of different like i'm finding myself going back to what i played going back to what I played as a teenager less and less and going back to more the style of games that I played as a kid. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, and, that's what yeah. there, if, if I was able to have, um, you know, half the games that I, I played growing up, um, I would end up having those in a heartbeat, um, based off of, uh, you know, wanting to have, um, uh, star Wars shadows of the empire on N64. Um, and, 
uh, most of the stuff that like I had on Super Nintendo, and that's what I, I was going to make the comment that hell, like the only first person shooter I was ever fucking good at uh, was Super Scope. And so that was like that was the only <laughs> the only time I ever was able to to be productive in any way, shape, or form was when I had you know super scope sitting on my shoulder. Um, other than that, I haven't done shit with a, a first person shooter in twenty five years. Um, <laughs> and so yeah, so I, I feel exactly the same way. And you know, I mean, the games that I just played, the games, the majority of the games that I've played this year that I have really enjoyed were games that made me feel like a kid again. And that's really hard, you know, as, you know, I'm just looking here. I've got a list of, you know, I've got a list of uh, games here because I'm doing a little GameStop shopping while we're talking um, before I forgot. Um, You know, I'm looking at a list of games here for this thing. None of these games remind me of what it was like. I know looking at Call of Duty, Madden, Wii Sports, Battle, Star Wars Battlefront. Uh, you know, uh, Transformers Devastation, which isn't bad, not a bad game, a $10 price point worth the checkout if you didn't get it on PS4 a while ago, but, um, not, you know, didn't make you feel like a kid. Even Super Mario, you got like, what, the closest one here is Super Mario Galaxy. Tom Clancy's at a vision. That sounds like a fucking hot piece of, you know, yep. uh, that's sh- shooter, shooter gray, even Dragon Age Inquisition. Those games are all muddy. <laughs> it's like a muddy RPG with slow fantasy element, like that's slow paced and has fantasy elements in it. Like not great. And then you've got another Call of Duty, The Order, another first person shooter. You've got a Kotar for four bucks is a really good deal. Um, for which one? Uh, the first one on Xbox, Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would that would be a re- that's yeah, a really good deal. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it goes to the um, retro stuff as well. So um, you know, if you have an elite, which if you were looking to buy something, I would just let you use my card. Um, but like you know, like the, that's the issue with game. That was the big issue with with games, and it looks like we might be the Japanese developers are so desperate to figure out how to start making money with these games again is they're going back to what they knew worked before. Um, Western developers, I have no idea what they're going to do. Studios like Ubisoft and uh, Bethesda, uh, EA, you know, EA, they're not going to, they're, they're not doing, they're not doing what they're supposed to. Yeah. They're not making. They're not making games. They're making fucking casino machines. That's exactly what it is. They're they're just looking to turn out money. Yep. And you know, um, uh, it's just so frustrating. But I know you wanted to talk about Final Fantasy. Well, no. VII. So I mean, that kind of like it, that's a good a good like pivot point. Um, I mean, some of the some of what I want to talk about was. I mean, we're coming up on Christmas, um, obviously, uh, and so like now, like I'm starting to wind down stuff and uh, always thinking about what I was doing like over. Christmas break, um, and you know, from being in high school, then being in college, and now just always taking a chunk of time off work and having I, I have the um, affordability where I have you know uh, PTO and stuff, and uh, just being in a, a larger uh, enterprise, the a, a good number of the people uh, take time off around the holidays, and so it's it's 
just because like half the people turn into pumpkins um or <laughs> i guess if you know you're making it similar to the holiday it would be like snowmen um they're you know everybody starts shutting down around half way around the month um and then it doesn't really ramp back up until you know the second week of january stuff like that um so i mean that was like you, you kind of mentioned some of it already as far as going to the movies and things but always thinking about stuff that uh i want to do or just stuff I'm, I'm looking forward to um based on like some of the the memories that i had and so that kind of just ties back into all of that where um i mean my for i mean I, I know there's probably plenty of other ones, and um, if I have you know family or friends or whatever listening, they'll probably like uh, yell at me as like, "What about this or what about this?" But like my favorite uh, Christmas <laughs> that, that I can ever remember, um, it was getting the PlayStation, uh, the original PlayStation, which I still have, um, and getting Final Fantasy VII. Um, I mean, I already watched my buddy across the street play a lot of it, or I was there like helping him play and, and stuff like that. Um, but this was where I was finally getting it, um, and I was. I just started playing all the way through, like right away. Um, and so like the, it was, I, growing up, I could always open up one present, um, the night before, uh, on Christmas Eve and just how we ended up, uh, you know, differing, um, or, or planning Christmas between, uh, my mom and my dad's family being set, my parents being divorced and everything, um, mm-hmm. like went to my aunt's house, came back and then my dad was like, well, here, you can open this one. And then it was a PlayStation. I was like, well, it doesn't come with, it's not good without any games with it or anything. And he's like, Oh, well, yeah, there's this one too. And I opened it. That was final fantasy seven. So I was like, Oh, that's awesome. So then like, I just hooked it up, plugged <laughs> it in. And so I, this was like 11 o'clock at night when he gave it to me. And I was like up at like 6am when he got up to, you know, make a pot of coffee or whatever, still playing. Um, and so that's what I, I still remember just like playing as much as possible, like all the way through as much as I like humanly could. Um, uh, getting that one where like I was the uh, like the downhill snowboarding mini game. I, I remember being like delirious and like laying on the carpet um, and like the Christmas tree going and like playing that one. But there's like for me, there's like so many good memories of just Christmas time, like the best part about like Christmas break or Christmas vacation um, of just sitting out, chilling out, vegging out and having like just like the one thing that you wanted getting it um, and being able to play it and like it not letting you down. Um, and so like that's something where it's like such quality game where if you look at, again, everything we just talked about the vast majority of any of the games that are out now or the stuff that you're getting on black Friday sales and all that stuff, like kids are going to play them or not just kids, but gamers are going to play them. And then they're going to like be taking them to GameStop in the middle of February to like turn them in to get something else. Um, and so like, I mean, that's just like one of my like all time, like favorite, like Christmas, uh, um, like vacation and, and just like what I was doing over the break and stuff. So that's what I didn't know, uh, what, one of uh one of your uh stories would have been for a, a similar uh like gift slash uh best best uh or i guess most nostalgic use of your christmas vacation time oh man i used to do a lot of gaming um I, and that for me that's all it was it was like in high school and then when it was awesome when like christmas break like hung over there and you had like the full two weeks off and stuff like that like i mean that was legit like it was all video games all magic and like it was it was insane how much we played then. Yeah, like I um so a big nostalgia one for me would probably be Pokemon. Um and that's part of the reason that it's actually sort of like a um pseudo uh pseudo ritual for me around the holidays and since because uh Game Freak and Nintendo have been pumping them out every year, 
Um, it just makes it for the last like three or four years, it makes it easier to do. Um, but you know, playing Pokemon, I remember that it was one of my first Christmases, uh, down here. Um, um, and my mom was able to get enough money together to give me a Game Boy Pocket and, uh, red and blue. So, um, you know, I remember playing those eight or nine. I was awful. My teams were shit. I didn't understand how any of it worked because it was the first RPG I had ever played. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so now, you know, that's sort of like a thing. As, as I've gotten older, I don't know about you, but I, I've strangely become, uh, I've strangely have started to seek the comfort of nostalgia and rituals, hidden away in rituals that we do. Um, Absolutely. You know, and um, I know we've talked about that, and I'm not too really big into it, but there's something... Um, as you get older, you sort of just start to even you're not consciously doing it. You sort of start to chase, you know, to chase that kind of thing. Like right now, like right now, I have I've been in the process of decorating the Christmas tree for the last week um, that I went out and fucking bought last year that I didn't need to buy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got eggnogs and cookie dough in the, you know, in the refrigerator so I can fucking make cookies and drink eggnog and decorate the Christmas tree. Like, I, I, fucking nuts. I didn't even do that with my family. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm just sitting here and it's like, you know, it's like, it's like that kind of thing. And, you know, um, it, we start to chase that kind of thing more and more. And, um, and that's sort of, you know, the thing with the Pokemon for me, um, has been like, um, I wish the only thing is I wish as an adult now that I actually had closer, like realistic Christmas breaks. Um, you know, we like to make not make fun of, but like we as Americans always love to point out how the Japanese are working themselves to death. Mm-hmm. Well, not we're not far behind that. Man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, we're we're definitely horrible. And, uh, you know, vacation hours work and all that stuff compared to, you know, like Iceland or most of Scandinavia and stuff like that. Um, so. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I wish we had longer times, but you know, there's a little bit of the backlog that I do have. Um, you know, I um, I could very, if I had enough time, I could very easily see myself playing Persona Five again. Um, but I'm putting off touching that game again until um, the deluxe edition comes out, which I'll buy again. Um, I can very easily see myself, um, if I had the time this year, I could very easily see myself playing Breath of the Wild some more. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because that world was really fun and um, very immersive, sense of discovery, all that good shit. And like gaming is like such um, a part of that, you know. Um, watching, you know, which realistically always starts in November. Like, I mean, I've always, I've gotten a few game systems during Christmases and, 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 uh, my birthday. Um, it was also during the time when I, I learned, um, my aunt had a, uh, so I, I, we've probably talked about it. like my family didn't have a lot of money when I was growing up. My mm-hmm. mom was on disability, you know, I think, I think she got a disability when I was like nine. Um, and my aunt has always worked sort of like, uh, she's always worked in, uh, food service doing, you know, she used to work in the cafeteria at Glaxo, um, that kind of stuff. And, 
until they laid her off because she was making way too much money. Uh, <laughs> um, but she's always done that kind of thing. So we've never had like a ton of money. Um, and she had started working um, at a uh, – she had started her current job. And one of her uh, bosses she worked for had a brother that passed um, and knew I was into video games and stuff and wanted to try and do something nice. So um, when they were cleaning out, I get like cleaning out of stuff or whatever. She uh, gave me uh, the PS2 that was her brother's that we would pass. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's like I set up that story and, you know, everything about that because I remember I was so excited to get that PS2 because I had an Xbox and I played it and it was at that point that I realized that the PS2 just it was just so murky um and, and just I was so like I was so excited and there was this, this whole grand gesture to get it and I got it and I just remember fucking I remember putting in Dynasty Warriors 3 and just <sighs> Just the pop up, the fog. Like I just, just I remember all of it so much, and it, you know, um, God. Ugh. No, and that's exactly what it is for me. Like I, I still remember all of that, and I, I remember, um, you know, sitting down in in my room and basically like just grinding away and going at like the the underwater sub, um, and you know, leveling up materia to get. Uh, nights of the round to like the all the basically master materia and the w summon and all of that stuff and like i mean those are the things like when i when i look back on on all the stuff there i mean that's what i i love about it um and like always makes me nostalgic for the holidays and then that's when i you know go into bringing in the other rituals yeah. and stuff and so that's really what i i love about the holidays and like having that and like it's not always yeah. trying to like recreate that but then you know there's there's going to be something else that's uh not as forced or contrived that's going to bring that out and it's just going to make you feel good and always you know fun to look back on um and so that's where it's just like you know the the hope or, or the f- like feeling that eventually you can help somebody else with, with something like that is, is pretty, is a driving force for why I like the holidays as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, you know, yeah. Like I'm thinking about it. Like I have the day after Christmas off this year. Um, I have to work Christmas Eve, but it's four hours and no one's coming to a self storage place on Christmas Eve. So, that's just a basic way to say, hey, Donald, can you go to this building and drink eggnog for four hours? Yeah. <laughs> just be careful because that's a lot of eggnog. And I, I did that once before. That's like on my least favorite holiday memory, like the, the the Christmas that I drank way too much eggnog. And that's why my parents both don't drink a lot of eggnog now because I drank way too much. And, you know, what happened because of that, they were scarred by. So, you know, just just be take it easy or, or you know, intermix it with with some water as well. Yeah, so, um, you know, I'm, you know, so it's all about being able to make those kind of, kind of memories too. And, and that, and, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Like, I'm looking forward to being able to, uh, to, to play (coughs) some stuff this holiday season to do some reading. Um, you know, I'm. It's works like this weird ebb and flow um, of whether or not they're actually busy in air quotes here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I've only had 
you know, two rentals out of four leads this month. <laughs> so it's like, you know, here we are 10 days in. And one of those was today. Um, so, yeah, like, you know, it's, you know, reading, reading was a big thing too. Um, game plan. I'm excited to actually maybe dive into a, another game that I haven't been able to uh, really, really dive into. I haven't, I've been wanting to play her right get more into horizon okay but horizon's a perfect uh, horizon zero dawn perfect one of those games you were talking about that people would play beat and then trade in yep perfect it's exactly one of those games and i don't want to talk about it too much but um i can definitely you know it definitely is a part of that old school guard of the not old school but of the old guard that we've been seeing in the last few years of um you know open world it's not murky it's a pretty game um but just open world quest stuff kind of make you do stuff every day in the game not i don't know hiding about what its message is actually supposed to be so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gotta... <laughs> yeah so i mean there i i have the uh putting some time into Final Fantasy 15 back on the calendar. Like I, I uh, um, jumped into that a little bit last weekend, but again, I play a little bit and then I get to another damn section where it's dark. They're doing something at night and I can't do that in my apartment because of the floor to ceiling windows and sunlight and all of that bullshit. Um, so I didn't end up doing anything there. Uh, and so like I'll, you know, hit the gym during the day, catch up on some Stranger Things, Punisher on Netflix, and then try to sink a lot of time into um, Final Fantasy 15 at night and everything, um, and then maybe check out some of the other games or, or whatever. But um, that's usually what I, I generally fall back to is, like, uh, I don't want to do anything except sit here and, you know, veg out and, and video game it up and everything. So <laughs> I know. We, we, we got to get you a PS4, Rick. That way, that way, I could send you games in the mail. <laughs> that that would work, but then it's also going to be just like a, another. Um, uh, it would end up being an, another uh, kind of doorstop for me as well, since I end yeah, up, I know. Uh, uh, I know. you know, don't do as much with my uh, with my uh, Xbox One. I almost said 360 there. That's how you know uh, conditioned <laughs> I am to to not understand what I what I have sitting there. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I know. I I. I know, I know, because I'm honestly the same way. There's just, you know, there's so many good games that came out this year. Um, like, have you gotten have you gotten Breath of the Wild yet? Uh, I haven't. It's just like again, that's another one where I know like it. It's a huge, not in a bad way, but it's a huge time sink. Just, I mean, it's a very good story driven RPG, um, and so it's one where I wasn't going to do that to myself right now, where I know I don't have time and I already have one RPG that I'm woefully behind on. Um, so that that would be one where I'll I'll look to get that one at a super cheap discount at, at some time in the future. I will say that it is very good as a pick up and put down. Okay. Um, because it's designed, the story in Zelda is very minimal. Um, it, it, it's more about you exploring and discovering the world. So you basically just pace yourself on it. Um, it's a very easy, um, pick up, put down, you pick it up for a couple hours, put it down, you know, and there've been many times I'd picked up, put it down and I didn't get anywhere in the games, you know, like progression like actual progression wise Mm -hmm. but discovered a part of a map you know hunted some birds 
you know, I just, it's, it, I, when I tell people that game is literally the equivalent of playing in your woods and playing in your backyard or, or in the woods as a kid, mm-hmm. that's exactly what it is. Like, if you think about, like, what you would do as a kid to advance, like, your own imaginary storyline in your head, you're like, oh, I got a new horse. I chopped down some trees. Nice. I, I beat up a troll. That's exactly, like, you know, that's exactly the pacing of that game. Yeah, I mean, that's, so it's a very I, I've easy heard pick nothing but good things about it in, in all facets of that, just like you just said there. So, I mean, yeah. it's something where it's definitely something I would like to do. Um, and But, like, even, like, I, I took the... Um, I took our switch down to Austin with us or with me for work. Um, and then I didn't even actually do it. Like I was going to break it out on the flight back. Um, but then I started editing last week's episode, which I haven't posted yet, but will <laughs> tomorrow. Um, and so like, it's just something where like we, we travel with it a lot, but I don't do it as much as, or I, I don't play it as much as I should. Um, and so that's just something where, uh, I, if it's if I can find it for the right price, like I mean, I know it's not going to be bargain basement five dollar Black Friday special anytime soon, but uh, I'll, I'll come around to it because it's it's something where I, I know it's super well done and such. Even if I'm not a uh, you know a, a legacy Zelda player and I don't have a Triforce tattoo or anything, it's still something I can get into. Yo, yo, Triforce tattoo. I have seen a ridiculous number of Triforce tattoos in like the past ten days and. I I maybe saw a couple in my life, but I, I think I've seen like double digits in the past like ten days for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. Zelda's one of those things that I guess a lot of people are into. Um, I'm not. I was never really a big fan of this fan of the series. I've got most of the games in it. I just didn't really it didn't really like wow me. What I find myself looking for nowadays more. I know we've been. I can't even see how long we've been talking. Oh, we can wrap up in a few. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, there's the timers integrated now. It's so confusing. Um, the, um, you know, uh, what I find myself doing more and more of now is looking for those indie games that handle storytelling and in a much more, I don't want to say sincere, but since they're much more earnest in their storytelling Mm -hmm. because you can actually approach those games in a reasonable amount of time. Um, The only issue is is that it pains me to pay $20 for a game that I played for two and a a half hours and functionally got all the experience out of it. Exactly. Pains me, but I find myself sort of gravitating more and more towards that kind of thing. Um, gravitating more and more towards games like uh you know i haven't played undertale but i you know want to check it out um oh uh you know uh night in the woods uh what remains of edith finch which reminds me um that game's actually getting a limited run physical release i finally i don't know if i was able to tell you i was finally actually able to order a limited run game off of a limited run print run oh nice um and it came the other day i have tried most of the time when i would see physical games i'm big into physical games because i want to be able to get rid of it if once i'm done with it the same way with pretty much every type of media i have so same page there no problem and um so there are games that i wanted to try out um that got physical releases but i didn't realize they were limited i'm new to the limited run thing 
Um, there are games like Saturday Morning RPG, um, you know, that I wanted to try in the physical release. Didn't realize it was a limited run thing. I'm SOL for wanting to get it unless I want to pay like $100 for it for a physical copy. Mm-hmm. A game that sells for $2.99 in the PlayStation Store can't really justify spending $100 on a physical copy. Yeah. Um, but I was finally, uh, I wanted to get the Night Trap. Um, I was, there was a few games that came out. I instantly missed. Um, I wanted to get Night Trap, the Night Trap remake, uh, because that is a, it was a retro game that got re-released for the PlayStation. All the, you know, uh, I wanted my Dana Plato, uh, and my Sega Genesis awfulness. I wanted to play it on the PlayStation 4. Um, and those games sold out within a minute. 5,000 copies of that game sold out in a minute. Um, so I, many, uh, you know, games like Firewatch didn't get a chance to get that kind of thing. A lot of games I ended up missing. was finally able to sit down. I had an email pop up that I saw. I was like, oh, get this limited run thing. And it was like three hours. They do their games in batches. So there's the first batch at six or 10 a.m. in the morning. Uh, and they're actually in Apex, believe it or not. Oh, cool. <laughs> Which is so weird. Yeah, like random. I'm like do the thing. Yeah, and I'm like, well, that's weird. I'm like, I can just go pick up my shit. <laughs> just go down to the thing. Like, hey, hey, yeah, I bought a thing online. Yeah, can I just have it? Don't don't worry about UPS. <laughs> but um, I was finally able to uh, get it, get a game out of the second batch that they did for it's uh, that came out a couple years ago. Um, but it finally got its first physical release called. Um, 2064 read only memory. Uh, it's a, uh, adventure game, uh, at, at uh, texted, how do I say, um, I, I guess they're like ad- adventure games, I guess is what they would call qualify as. Um, but I don't know if you're familiar with the games like snatcher or psychonauts. Uh, no. Um, okay. Uh, psychonauts and snatcher, I believe, are, oh God. Let me, let me get this right. Because um, I don't want to say anything wrong and embarrass myself. Well, why start now? Yeah, yeah, this is... Uh, it was a game published by Konami. Yes, okay, I was right. Uh, Snatcher and Psychonauts are the some of the first game forays of Hideo Kojima... Uh, into expansive storytelling. Oh, nice. Um, so they came out on the Sega CD or Sega Saturn and basically um, are those old-style adventure games where you do your investigating. They're like... Mis- they're, uh, I'm trying to think of like... They're not adventure games because you don't have weird puzzles to solve, but they're like more narrative-based adventure games, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um and where you where it's based primarily off of investigation, not solving weird logic puzzles like you would with Sierra games. Um and it looks like it's done in the style of that. So I'm actually really excited to uh play that. Um and and add that to the shelf. Um I uh we'll see if how this actually how well it works um to see whether or not if I actually keep trying to get um limited run games 
Um, they're really tough. Like all I wanted to do was play Night Trap. That's all I wanted. Yep. I wanted to see some. Oh my god! Let me see if I can find the thing. Um, I just wanted to see some woman get strangled by like a dildo machine by so-called vampires. That's all I wanted to see. I, I mean, I was going to say like there's a lot of games I play where it's like all I want to do is this or all I want to do is just you know go back to Final Fantasy and level something up or go back and do this. But I, I don't think I've ever been able to say legitimately like all I want to do is watch some lady get strangled by a dildo machine. So like that's just something I've never had the experience of, of being hey, you know put in front of. Here, I am going to send you this on Facebook so you can see what exactly I'm talking about and that way we can put it in the show notes so I don't seem completely insane. (laughs) So I will look at this and then then we can call it a week. Let's see here. Yes. There you go. <laughs> yeah, this is. <laughs> it's 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 fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, this is like everything that <laughs> like so 80s about everything in there and then i mean the music is amazing though i will give it that like i mean the the music is pretty awesome but um it is super creepy yeah <laughs> and there's the dildo strangling machine uh <laughs> Get team override. <laughs> yeah, this is. I I honestly don't know what else. Oh man. Oh. And your Sega Genesis controller. Oh, man. Yeah, so uh, this premise of Night Trap, so everybody doesn't think we're completely crazy. Um, you're a special agent trying to, like, stop vampires from attacking this girl's sleepover. And Dana, Play- Dana Plato is, like, your man in the inside. Mm-hmm. And they give you controls over the the security system somehow because they hack into it. Nice. And it's the full motion video game that just actually absolutely screams late 80s, early 90s and got enough people upset that I believe it was Senator Joe Lieberman that made it his war. It made it. It was was part of the uh, a a part of the ESRB case rating thing for the the creation of that. This was Night Trap and Mortal Kombat. So it's a very iconic game. Very important to that kind of thing. It. I imagine it plays like absolute trash like every other full motion video game. <laughs> full motion. <laughs> yeah. And I think that Sergeant guy is if you've ever watched MASH, I think he's one of the he's not he's the replacement for Trapper John in in like the one of the seasons of MASH. Okay. 
So that's the fun fact that I'm pretty sure we can just add on unless you had anything else. 